from the depths of the darkest caverns to the peaks of the highest mountaintops. Join two friends as they explore Tamriel and share their tales one pint at a time. This is the Lore Seekers Podcast. I haven't been here in so long that this seat is freezing. It's been two weeks. Two weeks is way too long. Reunited and feel good. Dude, you really have a knack for making the show super creepy (laughs) at at minute one. Good to see you, boys. What can I get you? I'll take a... (laughs) Changed my drink. Who? D- <laughs> well, out with it. Um, apparently, my colleague here, Miss, has ordered me a <laughs> Hag Raven sour breast milk. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's because uh, he he's ordering for me tonight, and apparently, I am having a I can't commit to a tune ale. Coming right up. <laughs> she knows what those are. I'm more concerned about mine. Let's be realistic. I, yeah. So it's funny that you oh. would say that about, especially this week, that you would say that about me not being able to to fully commit to a tune. Yeah. Well, you want to tell I'm them why? Tell you, I'm going to tell you why <laughs> after I get finished wishing you a belated, not that we already didn't do it over the phone, and but anyway, a very belated Merry Christmas and a very belated Happy New Year to you, my brother. I love you lots. Yeah, you too. Late Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. It's the yeah, first and time to we've all heard. Our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome yeah. to 2020, everybody. Woo. Yeah, so can I talk about it now then? Talk, talky, talky. Yay! Okay, so here's the thing, my friends. We all know if you've listened to the show at all, and I'm pretty sure if you're listening to it now, then yeah, you've heard the show before. I have a severe problem with alcoholism, badly. Not being able to find the tune that I wanted. Well, I got a little story for you, and I'll try and make it short, but you all know that I rant. So here's what happened. Over the last couple of weeks where we we took our little break for the holidays, be with our families, we released our uh, fourth compilation, lore lesson compilation, right? It was number four? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Anyway, during that time... I have uh, rolled three new tunes and really did enjoy all of them. Two of them I got to 50 with the event and um, I decided again that I really want to give the Magic Awarden a go again. But the problem was is I want my Magic Awarden to be like a spinner, right? Uh-huh. Bosmer. Yeah. Spinner. Uh-huh. Magic Awarden. It goes like peanut butter and jelly. Oh, yeah. So I had a few people tell me just stop being a little brat, a little baby about it. So, and namely Jibs and Mission from the Brothers of Tamriel podcast told me to just stop being a little brat and just do it. And the other night I ended up just doing it. I was like, well, if, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Now we all know that I try and follow the best things for my builds. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're kind of 
Kind of nitpicky in that area. I'm kind of nitpicky there. So I always try and, and min-max, even though I'll, yeah, no, just play what you want. Just play what you want. Yeah, Cash, why don't you try following exactly what you say and just play what you want? So I did. I roll or I race changed my 50 Magical Warden to a Bosmer, and I can't even explain to you all how it has renewed once again my love for ESO. I am so stoked to finally announce Cash has found his forever tune. Yeah, and next Yay! week I made a new alt. Yay, me! And I'm happy for you. All joking aside, I am happy that you know because uh, look behind the scenes, what you what you don't see. Yes, we we talk about new tunes just about every week, so I look forward to seeing what happens next week. But uh, this time. Uh, Cash always has wanted a warden to work with his Bosmer, and he just didn't know really what to do. And it's kind of like one of those things. It's like, I well, yeah, he said it best. You know, like when you when you finally get to play what you want to play, it's like ah, oh, feel like I'm home, kind of thing. So, you know, I'm happy for you. I'm happy. Yeah. So I, I really do feel like I'm home, and yeah. and here's the reason why. Yeah. Because despite the fact that the Bosmer's racial passives are mostly for stamina. I mean, it works great with stamina characters, but I'll tell you one thing. You can make it work because I'm living proof. I am doing, I'm making it work. He's hitting like a truck. He's super fun. And here's the other thing. He's got all the stamina passives that make him super shifty. Oh yeah. So I'm like, oh my, I'm dodge rolling all kinds of stuff. The stamina mm -hmm. regen's amazing. Mm -hmm. And he's still, I mean, the sets that I'm working with, it is working as Magicka. So you know what? Now I really mean it. Go freaking play what you want to play. I'm not Thank joking. You. Like it works. Shut up. It works. <laughs> this is my time. <laughs> I'm just so freaking. I can't. I can't even explain how happy I am about my little Bosmer Magica Warden. This Jamie, is the. This is the way. I have spoken. You have spoken. Yeah. All right. So yeah. Anyway, that's pretty much the highlight. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah it's i have gotten everything i could possibly get out of a uh, new life yeah. and just lots and lots and lots of fun fun times over the last couple of weeks even though i think i just got off of working seven out of the last eight days which sucked yeah but it it wasn't terrible so anyway getting in that overtime for a trip we're getting ready to take in two weeks boy where are we going? Vegas! Las Vegas. Oh, wow. Yeah. I like that you have that ready. You know. It's ready. It is well, kind of like uh, for Christmas, every time you mention the New Life Festival, I played Santa. <laughs> Guess what? Hey, Santa. It's going to be a little bit of Elvis tonight. <laughs> oh, my friends. Okay. Well, everyone who's here, first off, Welcome and and merry and, and post Merry Christmas and and Happy New Year. You know this is the first time we've been able to be back on the airwaves since last year. <laughs> it's uh, last week we came out with the lore lesson compilation, and um, it always feels weird. You know behind the scenes, it's, man. You know it's it feels weird when you're when, when you're not here for a week. You know doing a regular show, and so. Um, but it's good to be back. It's good to be here. And uh, thank you, everyone. We're streaming live, by the way, twitch.tv slash Podcast. All the people are here. They are gathered in the tavern with us. And uh, in two weeks, we're going to take a trip to Vegas. 
So that's happening. And uh, every time, every time. <laughs> and so uh, anyway, if this is your first time ever hearing of this podcast, which we still get this often, which kind of amazes me, but at the same point, like same time, I love it because that means people are still, you know, like still looking, still, you know. And uh, so anyway, it's fun. So anyway, welcome. This is the Lore Seekers Podcast, where we talk about the Elder Scrolls Online. This is Volume 6, Episode 6. And uh, my name's Jibs, joined by my good buddy from SoCal, California, Cash. Uh, yeah, you you know, I was listening to some back episodes that we had just to see some differences in audio. Oh, and gosh. We, you remember how we used to say... Um, from Southern Tamriel, Cash, because we were like all concerned about keeping it lower friendly and everything like that. And then suddenly, somehow, it went right out the window. I do this. No, that's okay. I'm not even mad at you. I mean, I could but say this, Southern elsewhere. Tonight, rolling right back into the lore. Yeah, but Very speculation-heavy show this evening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. speculation station, man. We got all yeah. kinds of stuff we're talking about. And really, you can thank one of your fans, the fans of the show. It kind of starts the whole thing off. It so does. Good. So, yeah. You yeah. Know, you, Zoss had a hand in it. Um, the the yeah. community definitely had a hand in it. And then um, our our friends at UESP, who I'm definitely going to shout out here when we oh, start yeah. talking about the fun stuff. Oh, yeah. Nitty gritty. Yeah. Anyway, well, last week was our lore lesson comp of Volume 5. Over four hours of Elder Scrolls lore. All our lore lessons combined, if this is your first time hanging out, we do this for every single volume. So you've now got, oh wait, it was volume four or five? That, oh. was, that was our fourth lore lesson compilation. It was the fourth, okay. I always apologize every time. Sorry you have to listen to my damn voice for that long. <laughs> so at this point, over the course of four volumes, you can now find over 20 hours of lore, roughly 20 hours of Lore Secrets of Lore, if you could combine all of those. <sighs> so... There's that. But anyway, you can go check it out. LoreSeekersPodcast.com. Also, uh, let's see. What else? The week before. Yeah, that was our last regular Lore Seekers Podcast episode. Uh, we answered your fan mail. We talked ESO housing. We did the New Life Festival details. We talked the next chapter uh, reveal of Elder Scrolls Online. And we did a lore lesson on Blackreach. Yeah. There's that. Yee. We have some more on that tonight, too. Yeah, We're buddy. A bit about. Yeah, buddy. Tonight, though special tonight morning early afternoon whenever you're listening uh we're doing fan mail we're doing we're we're taking a look back at 2019 per uh per mr rich lambert and he's in chat hi ritz he is in chat hey rich good to see you uh we're also doing performance updates crown store showcase for january 2020 laura lesson on the reachman and all kinds of other goodies which we're gonna get into we're gonna get into we are, we are yeah 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 I think there's a there's a little there's a little bit of news. There's a little bit that of we got to talk about yeah. before that though. Yeah, there's a little bit of news. So uh, we want to let you all know some people who are now uh, the vast majority, uh, I believe, of our audience, the higher ranking percentage are not on social media like the Twitter is per se, you know. And so whenever we announce something on Twitter, there's a portion of you that have a, a majority of you who have not heard it yet. That being said, for those who don't know, we're happy to announce we are now taking signups over at loreseekerspodcast.com on the homepage for the official Lore Seekers monthly newsletter. Now, what that is, what it means, you sign up, 
Put your email in there, and every month, starting February 1st, every month, we are going to send you a complete overview of what happened on Lore Seekers the previous month. You're going to get some lore snippets in there. You're going to get some other things we don't want to say just yet. So you're going to have to wait. I don't even know what they are. You're going to have to wait. <laughs> I totally do. It's, and so anyway, that's going to come once a month. If that's something you're interested in, if you'd like to stay, it's another way for us to stay um, connected with you in, a, in another avenue, right? And so if you're interested in that and you'd like to stay ca- you know, caught up and um, connected with Lore Seekers, sign up at the newsletter at loreseekerspodcast.com. Now, a second announcement. And you can thank the U.S. government for this because you have to have a physical address to have a newsletter when you send it out. <laughs> it's a requirement. <laughs> Don't so, give it out. Don't okay. Uh, what? Don't give, don't give out the. Out. Don't give it out. <laughs> no, no. no. I'm confused. <laughs> so seriously, I'm you so, should know I'm by confused. now. Not to take me what do seriously. I do? I'm nervous. Don't give it out. Okay, fine. All right. So anyway, we now have a physical address. There has been some of you in the past who've asked, "Hey, I want to send you something. What? Where do I send it?" And you know, we just you know give you an address, but it wasn't the official address for Lore Seekers. So now we have a physical address. We are officially in the United States. <laughs> Anyway, you can find us, uh, P.O. Box 3665, Terre Haute, Indiana, 47803. That is space H-A-U-T-E, Indiana. We were going to do it in California, um, except the fact that um, most of the postal workers are high on legal marijuana here. So I figured we'd do it in a very responsible place and. Terra Hote. Hote? Terra Hote. Yeah. Fun fact. Terra Hote sounded like a good place, so there you go. There's our PO box. And don't send us poop. Oh, that would suck. They're going to send us poop. Someone's going to send plastic poop now. You just opened the can. It's going to happen. I'm going to go there and open up the freaking PO box. I'm like, oh, look. Yeah. I'm not going to open that PO box ever. (laughs) So (laughs) send poop. 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 Oh man. Anyway, so anyway, there's that. The newsletter and official uh official address. You can find us there as well. But anyway, my friends, it wouldn't be lore seekers without you. And as you know, anytime we have fan mail, we uh we uh started off with you. So uh speaking of. I've been looking for you. Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your hands only. Get out of here. Get out. Ah. Did he color his hair? I don't know. I uh, did you see the streaks? Like, I, what color was that? It, I have a hard time seeing it under the lighting. Must have been California recently. Mm. Was that was beach blonde? Was that a Dunmer with beach blonde hair? And Uggs. Is that even pot? Oh. Come <laughs> <laughs> mm. on, we have mail. Okay, we have mail. All right. <laughs> so, uh, for those of you who do listen to the show, you know, or this, like, for instance, first time listeners, uh, you can always call us, 765-382-6961. Leave us your voicemail. Try to keep it a minute or less, and uh, we'll put it here on the show. You can also email us, Podcast at gmail.com. Now, first up today, we've got a voicemail from mshadburn23 on Instagram. So let's take a listen. Hey, Lord Seekers. This is Gamertag Half-A-Day Lilway. I'm actually on my way home, and I just finished your latest podcast about Skyrim and I wanted to call because something's on my mind about you said the 
person who fell through the cavern, who ate the bug, who that could have ate the sodium. Uh, I'm remembering a quest in Elsewhere where you're in the scar and you come across a Bosmer who helps you and he can't remember why he's suddenly able to do uh, tinkering and everything. And I wonder if that was like a little foreshadowing thing that maybe Zoth did to give us kind of a little sneak info into the next chapter. Thank you. Half a day layaway. That's your name. She's in chat. She's in chat. Okay. She's in so, chat. So she's in chat. The very first thing that's going to come out of my mouth is my absolute love for your accent. So much, yes. I love this. the cutest thing I've heard all week long. Love it. Now. You going to follow up with that? Or you... Yeah, well, yeah. We're going to talk about it. Whenever you do a long pause, you know, usually it gets kind of a little awkward. I'm waiting for you to finish it. Sometimes best just let him finish. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm gonna. Okay, go ahead. She brings up a very good yeah. point. Now, I, I, I remember going through the scar. I hundred percented Northern Elsewhere, so I do remember that. But I did not put two and two together. Dun, and she did I think that was a very, very good yes uh, parallel. Because do I think that Zoss foreshadows stuff? Absolutely, they good. They do. And they, they add little cryptic things in there all the time. And we're going to talk more about cryptic stuff coming up because they're, I, I think they're getting to be very, very good at it. So do I think it was foreshadowing? Yes, I do. Do I think that was an amazing find? And thank you for bringing it to our attention. Yes, 100,000% yes. Now, just to give a little bit of context, if, you, if you're lost, when I covered Blackreach in our, our lore lesson a few weeks back, we talked about Bosmer who had fallen through a hole and couldn't get out. Well, he landed in this Dwemer ruin and he ate a bug to survive. Well, the bug had a soul gem in it. And all of a sudden, after he consumes this bug with the soul gem, he starts getting all of these skills in tinkering and he's able to make some Dwemer constructs uh, or some Dwemer machinery work actually a Dwemer lift and it gets him out. Well, he had no way to have that knowledge before, but all of a sudden he got really good at tinkering. So Jibs is going to follow up with this a little bit with some of the quest text from elsewhere. It's very, very interesting. Yeah. So the NPC's name is Vol, V-O-L-E. You can actually see this entire bit uh, over at UASP. They did a great job, of course, with NPCs and it's listed there. And you come in contact with Vol, um, during the in the stitches, uh, or actually, yeah, well, it's around the stitches area. And Snitches get stitches. Yeah, boy. Anyway, uh, during the quest, thick as thieves. Okay, so let's read this quest text. Now, this is just the latter half. All right. Now, if you don't want to hear in the quest text, just skip ahead um, like thirty seconds. Okay. But here we go. It it would kind of pick up here when it's talking about. And wood elf and mechanist. All right, so I wouldn't ex- quote. I wouldn't expect a wood elf to be an expert mechanist. That's us, the player. Well, most don't. And to be fair, I wasn't always the brilliant tinkerer I am today. I don't know what caused the change. Honestly, I think eating that soul gem had something to do with it. You ate a soul gem. 
Well, I didn't just pluck one up and eat it. I was scouting for the Dominion way north. Some ruin called Sarthal. Now, friends, before we go any further, Sarthal is a ruin. Guess where that ruin's at, Cash? Hmm. I'm, let me take a guess. Is it cold there? It's pretty cold. It's in Skyrim, friends. It's in Skyrim. All right. So, some ruin called Sarthal was running from some guards when I fell into a shaft and fell and fell. It was a long fall. And we follow up with, I'm surprised you survived. And he said, caught a ledge at the last minute. Broke my fall. And my fingers. Real mess. Anyway, I found myself in this strange cavern. Huge. Had dwarven ruins. Or had dwarven ruins. Runes. I'm sorry. Biggest I've ever seen inside of it. Or was that ruins? It's ruins. I apologize. More stone and metal than I could imagine. Not so much food. Black so, Reach. Black so, Reach. Sorry. Yeah. So you ate a soul gem. Well, not quite. I finally managed to find a Karis. Big bug. Tastes awful. Don't recommend it. But I ate like my life depended on it. I mean, it did. I half remember a glowing stone going in my mouth. Swallowed it whole before I even realized. And that gave you knowledge of machines? More like indigestion. But also this indescribable urge to fiddle with the ruins. Well, I guess I'd call it curiosity. But anyway... I fixed an elevator like it was second nature and got back home. Then I discharged on account of my weak hand. Yeah. <laughs> End quote. Very wow. interesting and very cool. Like now this guy has, I love it when you see characters in one spot and then you see them again in other spots because it's like, okay, well, while I've been adventuring, so have they. And they've been traveling, and now they're in this other location. Kind of like Rick yeah. the Brush, right? He's yeah. freaking everywhere. You know, him and Roz and all these recurrent characters and stuff. But even off-quest NPCs yeah. end up in from one place to the other. And I, I really do like that about it. And yeah, I'm, I absolutely 100% believe that that was foreshadowing for what's coming next. I, Brilliant. I, uh, look, I don't, I don't know what part of this is. See, this is the sunky part about foreshadowing. Rich, I know you're here and you're purposely quiet. You're well, listening. He, he is slash lurk. He is slash lurk. Yeah, he does this. Uh, this is the part about speculation that drives me nuts because I don't know where to pinpoint the speculation. Because you know me, anything Dwemer related, and I freak out. But uh, the. Focusing more so on the tinkerer side that we've talked about on here for months of wanting to see. Like, I, is that the focus? Or is it no. Blackreach? Is Never going to happen. Is Blackreach going to be like a trial? Like, what am I focusing on? What, what, I, you know, like, it's, that's yeah. where my mind's at right now. I feel like it's a big ball of emotion. <laughs> I'm in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, thank you very, very much for that, uh, for the voicemail. And then she, she followed it up on, uh, on Instagram. We wanted to make sure that we addressed it, but yeah, it's, it kind of blew both of our minds. Jibs and I both had like a <gasps> moment. Yeah. And then we started like frantically typing, you, you know, UESP, UESP, they'll know, they'll know. 
Yeah. And they did. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It was so funny because fun. I hadn't thought of that NPC since I did that quest. And I distinctly remember doing it. I'm like, oh, Dwimmer, that's cool. Tinker, oh, he swallowed the gym. Oh, that's cool. And we talked about it on an episode, like two weeks following. And never <laughs> my wildest dreams did I even think to consider, especially when you're doing the Black Reach lore lesson when we've been talking Dwemer on side quests a lot lately. Yeah. Just like, oh my gosh, two and two put together. Well, we're not that smart. Well, we try. It is known. <laughs> this is the way. This is the way. <laughs> Oh, well, anyway. Yeah. Uh, half a day, layaway 23. Thank you so much for that, that voicemail. That was really good speculation. You have no speculation to add? You're just going to let it go? Yeah. Wait, what other speculation do I have? I'm going to have plenty of speculation coming up. Okay. You just you just keep your britches on, old boy. Well, you know where we're going in two weeks, Cash. Vegas. That's right. Why, yes, I do. Yes, you do. Yes, Me and Expedia, we both know where we're going. <laughs> All right. Well, next we've got <laughs> next we got an email from Rock Fan Chris. It says Jibs and Cash, which is better, the game or the community? Rock Fan Chris. By the way, tell Cash I'm a guy. Sorry. What did you do? I have no idea. Like I don't even know the you context speak of that. And angels lose wings. No, but it says like tell Cash I'm a guy. Sorry. It, and it almost makes it seem like I totally hit on. Rock fan Chris. <laughs> like, hey, what are you doing after the show? <laughs> like, uh, what, what do you say to people? Uh, I don't know, but I mean, if, if well, I was thinking, okay, first of all, I'm super happily married. Like, that'll never change. And if I was even thinking of hitting on somebody, I probably would pick somebody <laughs> without the name Rock fan Chris, because that sounds very masculine. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you did. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's. I don't know what's happening. Oh, yeah. oh, and Rock Fan Chris is in chat. Yeah. Can, can we get I... context? All right. So anyway, which is better, the game or the community? You want to go? You want to go? No. Why don't you go so I can grow my full beard while I sit here? The... Oh my god. <laughs> this one, like when I read it, this one, I started thinking about it a little bit, and I was thinking about putting some stuff down, but I'm just going to answer it like right off the cuff because. That's kind of like asking, it's kind of like asking somebody, which kid do you like better? Which of your kids do you like best? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So the way I look at it is this. We would not be here with all of you, with people downloading, listening to our show and logging in every night and just having this grand old time that we have every time we play this game, right? We would not oh, yeah. have that without ESO. ESO brought is the reason that all of that was possible. Yeah. So for that, we love the game. I love the game. Like right. that's the reason I'm here every week. It's the yeah. reason I log in every night. Yeah. As an accoutrement to that, the community showed up as this amazing surprise to both of us. We already knew the game was great. That's why we started a show. But the fact that the community, we never even knew when we started the show what ESO fam was. Now we know what ESO fam is because hands down, greatest gaming community I've ever been a part of, probably will ever be a part of. There's just something special about the community and all of you folks. So 
I'm going to leave it at that because I, I really could rant about this for a long time. I love both of them equally, but the chicken, the chicken, what, is this, what do they say? The, what came first, chicken or the egg? You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the podcast and the community does not happen without the game. So mm. to me, they're, they're equal. Mm. Oh man, look, to, look at that. My beard's back. Oh. It wasn't that long. It was probably 45 <laughs> seconds of good commentary, by the way. <laughs> you are sour. Oh, that was good. That was good. Uh, which is better, the game or the community? Yes. There yes, you go. they both are. Super like, I, original. I, I, I can't... <laughs> Like I, I love them both. Uh, what Cash said, you know, we wouldn't have a show without the game, um, you know, and the community makes the game and everything tied to the community. So I think of the fans, the listeners of the show. I think of our community and at Lore Seekers, um, which is global. You know, people all over the globe. I think of um, Zoss uh, relationships and and friends that we've met and just people that I love there, um, and just all of it, all of it. Really, I'm, I mean it. It's to me, it's it's the total package. I mean, it's everything. You know, like you, 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 you hit the nail on the head. This is hands down, and it's not because we do a show. I can say this because Cash and I have ran a multi MMO gaming community before any of this was ever even thought of, being lore seekers, and this is without a doubt the best community I've ever seen, ever seen, and you know. So all that being said, I I can't pick one. So yes, <laughs> I can't pick yeah. one. That was I a nice pick. trap question, though. It was a nice trap. That was yeah. good. Oh, by the way, we do have context. Um, apparently, you you were confused as to whether Rock Fan Chris was a female or male. So, I'm. I could see how you would get that sorry? confused. I would. I could see how you would. You know, how that would be difficult for you. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Rock Fan Chris. We appreciate it. Uh, email from Galen says, in your opinion, what is the best way to play through the main quest line? I'm looking to play to play it in chronological order. Cash, go ahead and pull that up. Yep. There are so many opinions out there, it's confusing. Do I play the main quest with the Alliance? Fighters and Mages Guild quest? Does it matter? I want to play where it makes sense. I don't know the main quest ending, so I'm not sure if I could come back to do everything else, if it will make sense. Also, it's a little breaking when I'm trying to get Thorn out of Oblivion, and he's standing in the Mage's Guild trying to get my attention for the Elsewhere expansion. He's talking Thorn. I've tried doing all at once, and some guild quests finish without moving on. Do I need to go back to see if there's anything else? or find, you know, Can you help me out here? Thanks for your ear. Hopefully see you in-game. Galen. Hi, Galen. Lore Lesson 55, the chronology of ESO. There you go. (laughs) I was trying to make it short. Anyway, (laughs) let me expound upon such information. Please be yourself. Our Lore Lesson number 55 (laughs) that we did back in May of 2019 um, was answering your question to the T. It basically breaks down the way that ESO should be played if you wish to do it in the chronological order. For the most part, to sum it up, you can play the game in the order that everything was released and you'll be just fine. Um, But if you want to go there, like I said, lore lesson number 55, the chronology of ESO, 
It is available on loreseekerspodcast.com. You can, it's written all down right there. The lore lesson is just that. Or you could listen to the, um, to the audio of the show. Now, that being said, there are some points in the game where you're, you're going to be on a quest helping somebody out and then they're supposedly in one spot and then they end up someplace else. In order to keep the continuity of the game moving along, sometimes you'll, you'll run into that. So, for instance, yeah, you might be doing the Harbor's quests, the main quest line, talking to Abner Tharn in some creepy, damp, dank cave, and then you turn around and come to Oradon, and he's right there, like, trying to get you to do another quest. And you're like, what? Wait a minute. You were... Yeah. How'd you do that? Yeah. Um, just kind of roll with that. It doesn't happen very often in the game, but every once in a while it does. Um, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, it, uh, fun fact. It, it's so funny that we got this question. And first off, Galen, I I, I have nothing to add. What he what he said, he nailed it. Um, chronological order of ESO that lore lesson. It was the top trending post this week on on our on our website, loresecretspodcast dot com. Was it? Yeah, I didn't tell you that, but yeah, that and the wow. followed by a few others. So it's pretty pretty cool. So anyway, yeah, yeah there you go, Good Galen. Question though. Good yeah, question. we absolutely. get that one from time to time. We do, we do, we do. And uh, as always, a quick reminder, you can always call us, 765-382-6961. Don't worry, go straight to voicemail. You don't have to talk to Cash. He's quite awful to talk to, trust me. Take my word for it. I've literally lost my hair during the course of the show from doing it. Don't recommend it. That is hurtful. You can can email us, lordsakerspodcast at gmail.com. Oh wait, that's the wrong. This is rookie leagues. Oh, I was on the wrong. I'm on the wrong wow. bar. There, wait. Take the soundboard away wait. from the show wait. host. Here it is. Got it. Hear ye, hear ye. Tamaril has some news. He's so cute. Oh, it does not get old. It doesn't it, get old. You know, you need not. to save that recording because when he's 18, I did I already go over this with you? Yeah. Do, do you have a problem remembering what you tell me? Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> And my daughter reminds me that of all the time. Like, Dad, you already told me that story. I'm like, shut up, listen again. <laughs> it's good. It's better the second time. Like yeah. Empire Strikes Back. All right. Well, before we get started on the news, my good friends, if you want to get something for free, I've been in the depths of Audible lately. And we want to give you a free Audible book if you're into that. All right. Worst case scenario, you get something for free on us, okay? So audibletrial.com forward slash loreseekers. Sign up for the free 30-day free trial, and you get one free audio book and then two free Audible originals. I've been listening to the latest Thrawn series. I just started book two, and I've been listening to some other writing books. And look, it's it's fantastic, especially if you're on the go or you like to listen to listen to stuff while you're you know working or whatever. So anyway, when the podcast is over, the episode's done, AudibleTrial.com forward slash Loreseekers. All right, so first up on the docket today, we're going to get caught up here a little bit. And uh, first one comes from uh, creative director Rich Lambert. This is uh, creative director's letter 2019 perspective. This is coming to us from ElderScrollsOnline.com. Rich does these once a year, I'm discovering, as in the longer we do the show. And it's kind of does an overview of you know the past year and... Everything that kind of, you know, sums up ESO in one year. So, uh, 
<laughs> anyway, chat broke Cash already. So we got some highlights. All right. And, and Cash, let's follow this up by, you know, let's talk. We still have yet to do our review of, of Season of the Dragon because you're dragging your sweet feet on the last part of it. It's awesome. Review but, done. Uh, <laughs> Go get it. Can do it. Do it. <laughs> Just do it. it. Just do it. But uh, anyway, so some of the highlights to take away from ESO had four major releases over the course of 2019, which is, you know, look, M- just looking at MMOs as a whole, like the release schedule that Elder Scrolls Online has, has found, you know, its rhythm in, absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Um, the cadence that this, that the content is releasing feels good it feels right i'll be honest when i went to the season of the dragon the only part i was concerned about post scale um scale breaker was where Dragonhold was going to fall when it released you know i I, that was my concern for for them was you know how drawn out is it going to be between those two and it fell perfectly fell perfectly and the whole season of the dragon to me had really good release cadence I, i really liked the the, the rhythm of it so what do you think i'm in 100 percent agreements on on agreements on the release cadence it was it was a beautiful thing and i think the experiment of doing the year-long story is a formula that should continue or it paid ever off. it paid off it, it paid off and it was it really did keep it kept people coming back and even in our own community you could see like when you have major releases in the past, and it was even with other games too, you could see it like World of Warcraft was a shining example of this, right? When you have a major release, and of course their schedule was way more spread out than ESOs. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. But you would see a massive spike in players returning to the game for new content yep. and then a massive drop off. Yep. So now I don't know what the Stratics look like, and I'm not that good at math and graphs, but I'm pretty sure watching our own, watching the activity in our own community, which we monitor pretty closely, it was more of a steady wave than it was peaks and valleys during this last year. And I think that was brilliant because in between all of those content releases, we even talked about it. It's like as fickle as gamers are, we were like, oh my God, another event. Like I, I can't do this because we're trying to get the most out of each event. So every day you feel like, oh my God, I gotta log in. It's not just because I want to log in to be with my friends, but I want to log in to do all the things. And there's things all the time. So that really did create this, just a, just a nice wave of people you know, a lot of people staying and some people going away and then coming back. So I love the way that they did it. And that's just like the stats end of it. The story end of it was really, really cool to wonder what's going to happen next. And yeah, like, okay, you got this part of the story done, but the threat's not over. You got more to do. And then, you know, to kick it all off, I still run those two dungeons to get the pieces of the wrath stone and I, every time I run them, I just, it reminds me of how awesome the whole thing is. Like you're, you're questing for these relics. And when these relics are put together, there's, 
and then all of a sudden you got dragons. It just, it was so well executed. And I love the way that they did the year long thing. I truly do believe that that should be a thing for years to come with the SO. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, what what it did content wise, story wise, and you know we've said this in, in previous episodes, it made everything bigger. It made the storyline bigger. It made the the choices, the the things that will happen more impactful to you as a player. Um, now, granted, I will also say this: I also like the other end of it, the other side of the spectrum, where it's not a season long story. I think they both work very very well. Like I think I you know I go back to um, the uh, Somerset, followed up by um, Wolf Hunter, or don't no? Say it was, Mark Meyer. Oh we're, no, we're not talking. Uh, don't say Mark Meyer. <laughs> we're not. We're just gonna we're just gonna gloss over it. They, uh, but I'm thinking of Wolf Hunter. I forget when Wolf Hunter released, but I loved that. You know that that to me, you know that was our first year of the show. I believe. I think that I think that was the first year of the show. Yeah. Um, to me. Coming back to the game, first year, all in, you know, showed that these DLCs, when they're just dungeons, are awesome. And to to this day, the Wolf Hunter dungeons, to me, particularly Moon Hunter Keep, is one of my most favorite dungeons because of how incredibly difficult it is. And so, that being said, they both work. I loved the content. I loved how much bigger everything felt. So, yeah, definitely a win. But see, like in in that in the same vein, there I I get what you're saying, like, and I personally believe that the dungeon team is going to knock out, uh, they're going to knock any content they do out of the park, whether or not it's part of a story. Yes. But when you interweave a story into an entire new zone, or you know, six months or, or years worth of content, yeah, where it it really means something. Like, don't get me wrong, I loved. Moon Hunter Keep and March Sacrifice. I love those. Great. And to this day, March of Sacrifices is stealing my soul on freaking Vet Hard Mode. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But to take all those and couple it in with that year with that interweave it with that year-long story, I really think that is a formula for success for not just for ESO. They're setting the bar for the next set of MMOs and like, Absolutely. Whenever I'm glad that, you said that. even ten years from now, it may take a lot of these companies ten years to figure out the formula that Sauce has figured out. Yeah, I'm because so glad it, you said that. It, okay, so I I am going to mention this. I had a really good conversation with Zino last night over Discord, and he brought up a couple points that really made a lot of sense to me when it comes to ESO and what the the development team has been delivering to us. They have basically taken everything that works in all of these other MMOs and they put it all together in one place. And I think that's a major reason why ESO is thriving. It took a while for all those things to come into place. You can't do that at launch. No. None of these games can provide that kind of content (laughs) at launch. It's just too much. I mean, this is several years of development, several years of the game being out, and now incrementally all these things have come in and now look at the package that ESO has to offer anybody now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. PVP battlegrounds, um, open world PVP, 
an amazingly deep crafting system. And and this, I mean, I had a great conversation with Zynet about this. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. Like all this stuff is like right in front of my face. And you don't realize it when you're playing the game. You just go, this game's really effing good. But it's yeah. totally true. And it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. No, I, I'm so glad you said that ESO raised the bar. Because, look, fans, obviously we're fans of the game. We do a show. We run a large community. That, you know, it's, we're, we're fans. We're so clearly paid, dude. Give me a break. Unpaid fan. That being said, all that aside, as MMOs, MMOs, wow, MMOs as a... whistle at the end of that? I, I don't know what that was. Is that Indiana is coming out right there? Is that... <laughs> the hell? Get a sip of water and finish your thought. No, no, no. Let me play. All right. Um, to me, they raised the bar as MMO in MMOs as a whole because I feel like what they're doing needs to be uh, like they added to the genre is what I'm trying to say. They added to the genre. You've got dynamic content or con, um, combat, you know, action combat, you know, moving around. The freedom to build your class how you want to build it. Clearly, people want that. There's nothing wrong with the Holy Trinity. I'll say that all day long, but at the end of the day, the Holy Trinity evolves. It evolves into more things and more ways to accomplish the versions of that Trinity, you know, in an MMO. I love the fact, you know, you talk content. And yeah, you know what? For really, at the end of the day, four years is a really good way to grade an MMO. What's the MMO look like post launch, you know, in four years? Because that's going to give you a good indicator of what that MMO is really going to do. Look where we're at. Five, you know, we started four years in uh, the show. But now five years in, here we are. We have content coming out, the way that it's being released. And to me, they've set the bar. This is like, this is the new way to do MMOs. To me, World of Warcraft is the old way to do MMOs. And clearly the old way, particularly when you look at their... I'm sorry, this is going to get a little gnarly. When you look at their latest release, didn't really sync with a lot of the populace, all right? Well, there was a little... look what happened, too, with that. I mean, the same exact point that I made earlier. Yeah. There were, you know, 20,000 people watching it on Twitch and, you know, a few months back. And then the classic releases. And now you got 200,000 people watching it on Twitch. How many people are watching it on Twitch tonight? You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you, it's just all these massive peaks and valleys. If you're looking at the graph of, of player base, yeah. they come out and, for the content, they get tired of it. They're done. And that to me is too much. The peaks and valleys. Like you have to find a way to have that cons- somewhat try to harness a little bit more consistency there. Right. And I feel like, Zoss has done a good job taking steps towards that with the whole season of the dragon. Right. Kind of hit the nail on the head. Let's so, talk about these changes in performance. All right. So anyway, well, hang on. Uh, the dragons returned. It was a five-year anniversary. We got a new class brought to the game, and we already said one continuous story. And also on top of that, the community raised over uh, quote two hundred and twenty thousand dollars that were donated to animal welfare. That's pretty freaking cool. That's really cool, man. Yeah, that's so freaking cool. You know, we're we're huge cat lovers ourselves, so you know this is amazing, amazing. All right. So now, with all of this, though, there was obviously some support, some performance problems that arose, and Zoss is taking steps to address it. 
and uh, ESL's performance improvement plan. This coming to us from ElderScrollsOnline.com. We got some updates for you. And this was kind of a, con- a, a little bit of a confusing article to follow. So what we're going to do is we're going to go all the way to the bottom where it talks about update 25 and 26. All right? So Q1 2020, update 25. We First up, we've got a patching overhaul. All right? Look, this is big changes to the way ESO is downloaded. It's patched and stored on your hard drive. Okay? This will result in a major reduction of space taken up by the client on the player's local hard drive. Console players even will see a change. You'll see a significantly larger impact compared to PC because of the way those patching systems work. But the user experience, major improvement in load times, streaming of assets, and reliability of asset loads, especially on consoles. Every ESO player on every platform will have to re-download the game client when this change happens, probably with the launch of Update 25. And another quick note after this change happens, patch size going forward should also be reduced. I'm all for re-downloading the game. If that means, you know, the way everything's going to be, you know, unloaded when it's, uh, you know, downloaded is yeah. different. It's a new year. Start yeah, fresh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good you time to you... defrag your computer. <laughs> defrag and disc clean. All right, right. Here we go. Giggity goo. Uh, faster loading. You want to read this one? Faster loading art fixtures? Oh, you already got it. Faster loading art fixtures and characters. As part of the client changes above, we will be moving to faster, newer, better uh, compression libraries for art fixtures and character loading. These are two of the most expensive loading tasks. The user experience is going to be altered, better loading times, fewer shadow player silhouettes. And what they are going to leave in the game is when your character runs on top of your mount, because it's awesome. I hope so. It's a feature. I mean, at this point, it's at this point, it's been in the game so long. It's like the equivalent of arrow to the knee. It's a feature. Yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah. Ritz, if it's, you're still listening, don't take a... that out because it is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> There's also that one that I get every once in a while, and it's always as soon as you zone into a new zone, and if I mount, that's what she said. If I try and mount immediately. Sometimes my character literally looks like he's humping the ground. He's like, it is hilarious. Try and catch it on video next time I see it. But you're like, what are you doing? (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Yeah, I understand what you're doing. (laughs) What you're talking about. Because I remember when it first happened. Uh, But anyway. All right. So, yeah, I look forward to that and seeing updates there. Behind the scenes combat ability improvements. We've also got frame rate improvements, server optimization, stability improvements. And I think that's the big the big one for a lot of people server stability optimization they're looking at um, optimizations are being investigated and assessed with the focus on cpu and bandwidth usage on the server especially on the combat handler messaging i'm looking forward to that particularly pvp side right and that one is that's a big deal on the eu servers that's where i see most people having issues and complaining is uh there's a lot of complaining that goes on on twitter and I, kind of, I get it, because if you're having those issues, like when I have lag issues because of high ping or whatever, for whatever reasons, normally on usually ends up being on my end, but it sucks. I mean, it's really difficult. And if you're trying to, you know, work on your rotation or, you know, God forbid you're in a trial or something like that, and you're, you're ping super high and you can't get your rotation down, that is like the most frustrating thing ever. So... And that's, I think, what some people are dealing with right now um, over on EU. Mm. So, 
I feel for them on that one. And, but just know that they're they're working on it. You know, it's you're not forgotten. You're a big player base. So, yeah, agreed, hundred percent. I, I see that too in, in PvP and battlegrounds in particular. Oh yeah. Um, and and you know, I it does definitely get frustrating at times. But at the end of the day, I look forward to seeing where server optimization is post this being addressed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It looks so. like they're really trying to get to the root problem of what's going on and you're like kind of starting from square one yeah S- start fresh we're going to clean a bunch of stuff up that need to be there to uh improve your gameplay yep agreed uh also for quarter two 2020 update 26 we are looking at account database cold storage so here's the deal there are quote millions of accounts in our database millions of accounts all right, so the goal of this task is to split the character database into active and inactive shards to remove the need to pool all the character records for all logins. Man, can you imagine how much better that's going to make that? Yeah. Removing all the inactives? Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Seriously, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, Frame rate fast improvements. Load, fast load times, man, it's going to be freaking Heck awesome. Yeah. I mean, they're not terrible. Every once in a while, you'll get like a long load screen where... I'll be chatting with somebody on Discord loading into a dungeon or something, and I'm like, the hell's going on with my thing? The little thing keeps spinning. But that it's pretty rare. Yeah, I, I think I get that I get it often. And I think the reason why I get it often is because I'm using out-of-day add-ons. So I'm pretty sure that's on me. <laughs> and you so have a million add-ons. I have like ten. There's an add-on for that. I used to be that way. I I can't do that anymore. No. Not anymore. I can't do that anymore. Uh, frame rate improvements. That's good. The team has built uh, has time built into f- update twenty six to identify more areas for frame rate improvements. Uh, please note that this takes place after the frame rate improvements update twenty five. So this will piggyback on those. In short, you're going to have a better, smoother frame rate. Which tch, sign me up. I love it. Yep. Um, and finally, additional bug fixes and other updates. All right. Uh, oh, actually, uh, the NPC and monster pathing system will be overhauled to result in fewer movement bugs. That's good. You know, pretty, I'm thinking dungeons when I when I hear that. So yeah, oh pathing, yeah. Maybe that yep. maybe that staircase in way rest that I've in way rest sewers that I've been stuck in like three times. <laughs> I think you were online for two of them. Oh, Literally yeah. going through way rest and. Cash gets stuck in the staircase and I have, I cannot get out. Like I got to completely reboot the game. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like literally <laughs> stepping in the same spot three times. That was, that's a pretty funny one. <sighs> After the fact. After the fact. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So anyway, improvement plans are coming. I look forward to seeing where the game's at even afterwards. Um, you know, I'll say this. When you have this much content in a game, by the way, they hold a world record for the most NPCs in a game of... Tw- and by the way, that's, I believe, 21,000. If, if my math is correct. Um, that's insane. Like, when you have that much... And then the dialogue. What was the, the stats in the dialogue? Where's Dom when I need him? Uh, get all the stats. It, it, there's just a stupid amount of lines of dialogue. Like, yeah. when you take all of that into account, I... I, I, you know what? I'm a little bit more. I understand. You know, I understand it. I get it. Yeah, and like, I look do you forward remember, to seeing where the game's at. Do you remember how like blown away we were with with all the voice acting and everything in in Swotor? Yeah. Now compare that to the size 
the scale of Elder Scrolls Online. It's like, oh there's no comparison. Yeah. There's, there's no, yeah. Rich Whoa. says in chat, um, those stats, the twenty one thousand, those are from two thousand fourteen, and clearly they've added some more since then. Yeah, it's <laughs> little, just a wee I mean, bit. You know, like goodness, man. Like seriously, yeah. it's just you know. So like, when it, whenever we run in these issues, friends, whenever you're playing the game, try to remember how truly vast the game you are playing is, and the requirements that are re- you know the things that are required to run this and not to mention you got tech you know tech that's constantly being updated you've got stuff that's you know whenever you you fix one thing another thing breaks i mean so just remember that when when it's frustrating i'm right there with you you know when you're in a queue or something and you know or you're getting bad fps or latency just keep that in mind all right you ready for the for the nitty-gritty i am all right cool all right so crown store showcase for january 2020 is out And here we go. Quote, New year, new gear. There's a bounty. Oh, look at that marketing. I don't know what they were saying with that. Of new and returning items for Tamriel's brigands, bandits, and brawlers coming to the Crown Store this month. Check them out in the latest showcase. All right, so there's quite a bit to talk about here. And apparently my webpage wants to keep showing me the table of contents like five times over. There we go. All right. Um, so first off, we've got ESL Plus deals, and this is pretty cool. We got exclusive free items, and it's the Pride of Alkosh Hero statuette. And it says, quote, a miniature statue of a hero of the Pride of Alkosh standing triumph- triumphantly over her foe. Make this stunning piece of art your own today. She killed the baby dragon. She killed dragon. Yep. Uh, that's, that's a cool statue. It's really um, cool. I just claimed this today. Oh, um, did you? Nice. You got it before I did. Yeah. So, yeah, for those listening, it's a, in short, a, a Khajiiti warrior standing with the sword and hourglass on with foot on top of a dragon. There's definitely a lot of lore attached to that. I'm going to let you look it up because we'll be here for a good 15 minutes just talking about that. Yep. Um, next up, we got adornments. There's Prize Hunters patch. I can't wait. I want this so a lot bad. A lot of pirate stuff. Oh, dude, it's an eye patch. Yep. A new one. Yarr. I've been waiting for a new eye patch in this game for a long time. Um, I'm a huge pirate junkie, as you know, so this is just screaming by me all over it. This is available January 9th to the 13th. Starting at 10 a.m. EST. Now, costumes, it wouldn't be Skyrim if the Dragon Warrior didn't return. Yep. Yeah. That's a so good one. Be, just, yeah, it I like really the is. the next one. Yeah. It looks good. I was surprised, you know, like, after I bought this, how good this looks on, like, all the races. You know, like, it's, when yeah. you think of Dragonborn, you know, you think of, or, um, you think of Nord, right? But, yeah. I mean, you put this on an orc, it looks good. You put this on... I've even put it on a Dunmer. It looks good. I mean, you know, so. It looks, I, I personally think it looks the best on a Nord with a big old giant beard, which is, it's. Oh, agreed. Kind of lends yeah. to the next one too. But yeah, I mean, yeah. a Nord yeah, with a big old beard one. wearing this stuff is so reminiscent of Skyrim. Oh, it's yeah. Just, it's just flavors. I mean, this is, this is the medium armor sets that you can get from Skyrim. Yep. It's it. Yep. From the game Skyrim. Agreed. Hundred percent. Give them the the Nord. Give them the next one. So the next one 
is freaking awesome. It's the one that I think a lot of people have been talking about. And um, anyway, this is the Nord Hero armor. The Nord Hero. This is the stuff. I mean, it's got it's got the uh, war paint and everything on it. This costume pays tribute to a legendary Nord warrior of the Ebonheart Pack. Yeah, whatever. Now you can honor this nameless <gasps> hero of the Alliance by adopting his savage appearance. Cyrodiil enemies beware. Except for all married dominion. Would you like to... We shall crush you. Would you like to know where I would have picked for a faction had you not? Not really. The Nord Hero okay. Armor costume will return to the Crown Store for a limited time on all platforms from January 16th to January 22nd at 10 a.m. EST. ESO Plus members will receive a discount on this item. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Next up, we got the Star Made Wolf's Head. Now, this one, uh, I remember this one. Uh, yep. Even if your battle background is an Imperial, if you admire history's greatest warriors, you'll want to honor Pel- Pelinal Whitestrake with this costume from Mid-Year Mayhem, the celebration that commemorates his deeds. So this will be available on all platforms during the Mid-Year Mayhem event in January. What? <gasps> it's coming in January. Yeah. Shut up. They totally snuck that in there. You shut up. It, it I, is coming, though. They, um, I remember, you know, it being said that it was, but I was, I'd never heard anything afterwards. I honestly thought it was going to get pushed back again. So, surprise! Yeah, for everyone who's listening, um, this costume, you are essentially the hood. It's their robes, red and burgundy robes with gold trim, and then you've got the uh, wolf head with its paws wrapping around your neck. I remember what you said last year about this uh, for the hood. So there's that. <laughs> now I remember what I said. Yep, moving on. <laughs> it, no, it, I'm saying it. It it literally looks like you have a wolf on your back and he's holding your boobs. So there's that. I feel like he's patting my pecs. You're going to have to look it up. Yeah, peck pat. If you want to see a picture of it. But it's cool because it's got the emblem of uh, Pelina Whitestrike on it with a sword yeah. on, the, on the actual robe itself. Yeah, the next one is the uh, Mid-Year Mayhem Crowns Pack. This bundle includes all three Imperial Crowns celebrating the Mid-Year Mayhem yeah. event and the Star Maid Circlet. It's got the Star Maid Circlet, the Star Maid Sword Coronet, and the Star Maid Di- Diamond Diadem. The Mid-Year Mayhem Crown Pack will return to the Crown Store for a limited time on all platforms during the Mid-Year Mayhem event in January. Oh, chat, you're funny. Okay. Uh, Next up for crafting, we've got uh, Stages of Zen. I'm pretty sure I'm butchering that. Sorry. Uh, Crafting motif. Quote, we stags exact punishment for transgression and wickedness. Seeking payment in kind. We claim that payment in blood. Zen, god of toil and vengeance, demands nothing less. End quote. Glaros... Green blessed master of arms, Elden Root. Dude, that is screaming you. It is. It's that very is... Bosmer. Yeah, it's is that bone and leather? Yeah. Looks like bone and leather. I love it. That please use that. <laughs> it's so you. It is um, definitely me. I see I like stuff like that. And um and this is this looks like it's just the medium set. So I would love to see what the heavy and the light set look like too. Yeah, that's yeah really for cool. everyone listening, it's um, you got brown leathers followed up by bone. It looks like it's been um, shaped in the form of armor, all taken like the Bosmer do. You know, all natural peeps. 
it's all taken natural. from the animals and their kills. So it's pretty cool. Anyway, this will be available um, all platforms starting January 22nd. The, um, it'll also be available in games starting... Oh, I'm sorry. It'll be on the Crown Store on all platforms January 22nd. And it'll be available in games starting January 22nd as well. Uh, these motif chapters have a chance to drop in the layer of Marsalock Dungeon by defeating the final boss. It's guaranteed drop for completing Vet Hard Mode. Ugh. So, there is that. Mm-hmm. Oh, this next one's my favorite. <sighs> yep. <sighs> okay. Black Kiergo Brigand Style Pack. Quote, as Casca can tell you, in the den of cutthroats called Black Kiergo, the greater the risk you take, the greater the reward you gain. They don't let just anyone in, but your chances increase if you li- if you look like you belong. Now you can alter your armor's appearance by using this complete set of Black Kiergo brigand outfit styles. End quote. Dude, it's a freaking pirate. It is. It's really cool. And it's, it's she's, she's got like a turban on. She looks amazing. Yeah, she looks really cool. She looks like she's got a big old set of dreadlocks underneath that underneath yeah. the headpiece. Rastafarian almost. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty yeah, cool. This, yeah, to those who, uh, Zaji, if you remember Zaji from um, Dragonhold. Yep. You kind of get reminiscent of that because every once in a while you see some beads. You got them on the on the shoulders, you got them on the on the around the waist, and uh, all leathered out for everyone listening. And um, think to me, oh, because I think the light armor is on the Khajiit to the left, and it looks like a hood is down, like there's a hood. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Looks very very cool. This almost looks very archery to me, like uh, from Robin Hood, the the, the latest Robin Hood with um, Russell Crowe. That's what I get from this. The, he was in the latest Robin Hood? Yeah, the... the Yeah, the one... Well, I don't know how... I, I haven't kept here. up on my Robin Hoods. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, okay. Now, yeah, no, interesting. Yeah, I remember directed by a Gladiator guy, I believe. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Oh, so anyway, this looks... derailed. Re- yeah, we did a little bit. Back <laughs> on the rail! Um, anyway, this looks really good. Seriously. Uh, limited time, January 2nd to January 6th. That's oh, out now. It's on right now. Whoa. We have to wrap this show And up. that's the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> like they're in limited supply or something. Yeah. It's going to be dun, there dun, when we log in. Yeah. Uh, all right. So anyway, Crown Crates. we got Scale Collar Crown Crates coming back. There's some really good stuff there. It's going to be available January 16th through the 22nd. And guess what? Impsario's back again. Um, this time for Mid-Year Mayhem, there's going to be... Um, well, more details soon. So look forward to that. Now, this next one. I don't know. I'm not so sure, take, dude. Do you want to take this? Yeah. All right. I, I think there's there's going to be a lot of love and hate for this one. Uh-huh. Okay, so you know how we have the Augur of the Obscure that you can get through the Sigic quest line, right? Yeah. And you get the you get the housing item that goes in yeah. your house. It's a glowing skull just full of angst and you can activate him he says all kinds of funny crap well apparently now there's an abner thorn bust that you can put in your house available in the crown store on all platforms from january 2nd which is right now to january 6th you have four days to pick up this talking douchebag for your house (laughs) experience the wisdom of abner thorn within your very own home with this talking bust Display this noble piece of 
douchebaggery in its place of prominence so that you and every house guest may listen intently to the former grand chancellor. I just don't know how I feel about this. I don't know if I can listen to that. I, I just, I honestly, I saw that and I posted a comment on Twitter. I don't know how well appreciated it was by, by uh, particularly Imperial fans, but I'm like, oh, look, I know Target dummy. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. You know what I see, though, when, yeah. honestly, when I, when I look at something like this, you know what I see? What? I see the outstanding voice actor that plays oh. Abner Tharn. Dude, yes. And it makes me it makes me like Abner Tharn because I love that guy. <laughs> so I I you know, when I first saw it, uh I thought that's a really, really, really nice statue, really nice sculpture there. And then the more I looked at it, I'm like, wait, wait. Yeah. It's like something you see in a meme, you're know, like slowly realizing. Yeah. I'm like, uh, and then it went from joy to oh. Oh, it's darn. Oh. anyway it's actually pretty cool for those of you who are fans of Abnathar this will be available January 2nd through the 6th limited time only following up we got the Diamond Melody music box this is going to be playing the Kim L. Adabal whenever you activate it this will be available during Mid Your Mayhem and Cash finally I think finally nope not finally wow this is this is a long one it's sizable Uh, we got a Calgaranteed's accent statue. Yeah. This looks pretty cool. This one is animated, actually. It is actually a statue of the mighty dragon Calgaranteed, and it shows him ascending majestically and breathing flame, frost, lightning, and even aeon fire from his position of dominance. It is awesome. That's really cool. I feel like this is a very good way to kind of like showcase what we conquered in the season of the dragon. And if they move forward with more seasons, I would like to see this every year because this to me is like the grand statue. You know, it's even greater to me than a trial statue. You know, this is just like everything that we accomplished, experienced and the motions and everything wrapped into one item. That's a really good way to put it. That was kind of poetic. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Anyway, this Calgranteed's uh, agent or Calgranteed Ascent Teed. statue mm-hmm. will be available in the Crown Store on all platforms for a limited time, January thirtieth to February fourth at ten a.m. EST. There you go. Next up on house is we and I've I've yet to pick this up. This I think you own this actually. Uh, I do. Elenir Private Arena. This is awesome. Um, all right, so this is going to be available. Um, during the Mid-Year Mayhem event. And for those of you who don't know what this is, it's your own freaking arena to fight, all right? It's got traps, and quote, says pit fighting promoter Kratos thumbs down Lycus built this private arena atop the haunted ruins of Molivar because the land was cheap. And what could go wrong? He vanished mysteriously some time ago, and his unique arena home is back on the market. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, so this one, uh, there's there's Battleground that has pretty much all this stuff, which is, is really cool to be able to have in an actual house. It is the perfect place for a guild-wide arena-type event. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, it's very, very cool. Great for, uh, yeah, PvP um, events. 
Um, so anyway, there's that. Mounts, we got Scorched Owly Howler. Now, this looks gnarly, as particularly, you know, with the pirate theme. This kind of follows that. The freaking wolf is wearing an eye patch. Um, oh armored up a little bit. Oh, my God, the wolf is. So, Good eye, dude. Oh, thanks. That's from, awesome. Take... Taken from the crime-ridden backstreets of Sinchal and raised by scavengers, this mount lost an eye while defending its rider from pursuing guards. Now wearing a patch, the Howler is an ideal mount for doers of deadly deeds. Now he, only, deeds. Now he only runs in a circle to the right. <laughs> <laughs> Poor puppy. This is available January 9th through the 13th. Oh, man. He is cool though. He's uh, got he's got he's like gray and white and has like stripes down his uh his legs. Yeah. That's really yeah, a cool good. looking pup. He's also got the beads too. He does. That's cool. Must have been New Orleans. New Orleans. Orleans. Uh, New Orleans. Uh next you got the Legion Zero Destrier? Destrier? Yeah. Um so anyway, by forcing their their steeds to consume the blood of Cold Harbor, the traitorous Soldiers of Legion Zero created a war horse unlike any other. Adorned with fearsome barding and their sullen red colors, this is truly a mount to be feared. This is available during Mid-Year Mayhem. This is a black war horse that's got heavy Imperial armor over it, dipped in red. If you're a fan of the Sith and Star Wars, this is for you, right? That's all I'm saying. Sorry to break lore, but... Like, I'm not a horse fan. I think I've, I've made that pretty clear, but this is... A really good looking war horse. He's yep. really cool. Agreed. Yeah, he's covered in uh, metal. It almost looks like um, the metal designs from the uh, Pit Pit Demon um, Battleground team. The designs that you see there, it's pretty much looks like it's almost on the armor as well. It's got spikes on it. Really, really good looking piece of. Uh, really, really good looking mount. So there's that. Folks, hold your horses. Jibs is about to pass out. Oh, God. What's next? I'll go ahead and handle this one. We have a new personality, my friends. And this one... Go ahead, breathe it out. Remember the Lamaze breathing (laughs) I taught you? There you go. This one is called the Swashbuckler, friends. Yar, you've braved dangerous waters and seedy back alleys now on land or sea. Your telltale swagger marks you as someone who's comfortable in all manner of deadly environments. Yar. This is everything I dreamed. Yeah. <laughs> the Swashbucker personality, my friends, available in the Crown Store on all platforms for a limited time for four stinking days. Do not miss this one. January 9th to January 13th. So cool. Yeah, there's also more to this. Uh, with these pirate-themed items coming to the Crown Store, I love marketing verbiage. Items sailing into the Crown Store. <laughs> well so done. Smart. <laughs> well done, team. That was good. Uh, you'll be the most feared Corsair in Tamriel. So anyway, yeah, all kinds of good stuff. Dude, you know what would um, be awesome? What's that? Pirate Crown Crates. Oh, my. Stop. Stop. <laughs> it would Stop. be so good. I'm done. I'm done. Oh. I might like those almost as much as the Wild Hunt crates. Which, by the way, probably coming up soon. I hope. I hope so, too. Spring. Uh, what's what's the Dwemer ones? Um, do you remember those? Name of those crates? You probably mm. don't remember that, do you? 
They have them all listed at UASP. I should just go and look. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that is your Crown Store Showcase for 2020 and an hour and 18 minutes, and that is your news. <laughs> yeah. So Sorry, not sorry. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah, that was... That was that was formidable. I know. Now we actually get to have a conversation about lore. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. I still couldn't believe it when I looked at the number. Lore lesson number 86. We are quickly encroaching on a hundred lore lessons, my friends. Yeah, buddy. A hundred lore lessons. When we get there, we gotta do something super special. Like have the lore master on? You shut up. You layman. Shut up. Layman. Layman, can you come out and play? He doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> oh my god, dude, I would faint like a fanboy. Layman. I know. All right, I'm going to call Layman. I'll be right back. Maybe just get a sound bite of him saying, Lore Seekers, you guys don't know about lore. <laughs> <laughs> He'll forget more lore than we oh, will ever know. <laughs> that'd be hilarious. It actually would be pretty funny. But, okay, friends. So this one was really interesting because there's a reason that this next lore lesson was born. Now, as we have recently learned in 2020, Elder Scrolls Online is going to take us to the northern regions of Skyrim. Now, once that got announced... And after everybody was done squeeing about it, all the speculation started. People started brainstorming about exactly where in Skyrim we would be going. Now, in the wake of all the speculation, a lot of content creators and some other prominent members of the ESO community received some very cryptic maps from Zenimax Online in the mail. Now, these maps teased us. And really what ended up happening is people really started putting on their thinking caps to try and decipher the mysterious script that was on the maps. And we were no different. Now, we were a little bit late to the party, but we ended up doing well. We had the holiday and all that stuff and family and all that stuff. Anyway, four different maps were sent out. I'm sure if you're, if you're on Twitter, you've seen them. Jibs and I both got a map. We got the same map, though. So we were only able to decipher in front of us the stuff that was on our own personal map but by looking at social media we were able to see the other maps too and try and kind of decipher some of that stuff anyway i fell in love with this approach i'm like okay this was really smart marketing for them because not only did it build hype from for the content creators but it brought about the spirit of the community amongst not just content creators, but the community as a whole, where everybody was sharing photos of the maps that they got. They were sharing the photos of the maps that they got with the community at large. And then everybody was trying to decipher what everything meant. So it really kind of brought people together. And I, I just loved that approach. So once we were finally able to sit down and dive into our own maps, we were able to figure out some of the stuff that was some people had already figured it out. We wanted to figure it out on our own. So anyway, we're going to bring you the juicy, juicy information right now. Yeah. So ha I had a Daedric text key in my hand 
and I had my, my iPad was up and had some different pages on there and everything. And I was trying to translate the Daedric text that was inscribed on the maps that Jibs and I got. It was not easy. And the reason being was because the actual printing of the map was on, was on canvas. It was like, it felt like a real map. It was a really cool uh, material for this to be printed on. And I think what they were trying to do is they were really trying to like send you something that, that felt, felt and looked like it was an old parchment. Like an actual adventure had taken notes within the within the game and then that's what you receive this relic from them so the four maps that were sent to uh the content creators and social media influencers became affectionately known as the urn the tree the skull and the totem now on the maps there were lots and lots of different letters written in daedric script some of it we were able to translate other stuff it was just unintelligible and we weren't able to translate it but from what we were able to gather in our own translation and then what the community as a whole was able to translate was the following. These are all of the lines that were written. The first one said, death is not but a fitful sleep. Written in Daedric. The next line said, like all urns, it bears the dead. Another one read, let it blank. That part was kind of unintelligible. But let it blank end the world. The next one says, led from the boughs, both gnarled and black, may they reap a great harvest. There was also a script that read simply terror. And then this is the one that kind of, it literally gave me chills. Death for the living, life for the dead. Those are the lines that were transcribed on the maps that we were able to decipher between all the content creators. So above and beyond all the Daedric script or whatever they end up meaning, the drawings on the maps were very, very interesting. A lot of the drawings were very rough drawings of like primitive banners, primitive looking totems with all these sprigs of sticks and branches hanging out of them. Now, there was a very, very obvious, heavy focus on nature and trees in the map images, leading a lot of us to believe that there was content revolving around some kind of tribal nature, some some type of a tribal culture, or the threat of some sort in Skyrim. So a lot of the speculation to the origins of where all of this came from and what this actually means led a lot of the community members and content creators to believe that the Reachmen may have a role in the upcoming chapter of ESO. So tonight, we would be remiss if we did not cover the Reachmen. Woo! Yes. I think a lot of this is a surprise to you, Jibs, because I, I remember like you had a small part in this and then I kind of just shut up. <laughs> no, but I shut up after this because like I, I wanted it to be a surprise for you too. So hopefully you didn't read this before the show. Well, I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Well, that was mean. 
and judgmental, but I'm, that's fine. I'm just good. <laughs> anyway, let's talk Reachman. Uh, if any of you have played Skyrim, you're surely going to know who it is. And the Reachmen do make an appearance in Elder Scrolls Online already. But a tribal society of mostly Breton descent, the Reachmen are also known as the Witchmen of High Rock. The Reachmen inhabit the Reach in southwestern Skyrim. And those Reachmen who are not of Breton descent have been known to span across all of the races of Tamriel, not just the Bretons. Now, the culture of the Reachmen is quite primitive and very tribal, and they do not consider themselves of any other descent. They consider themselves Reachmen. Now, for many years, the Reachmen have considered themselves the true owners of the Reach, even though there's been a major conflict throughout the years for control of the, of the territory. But the Reachmen have reluctantly accepted the rule of the Nords and the Empire from time to time. Now, I say reluctantly. They were not happy about it. Here's a little fun fact for you. The Reach itself, the territory, is the region of the North surrounded by High Rock, Skyrim, and Hammerfell. Now, control of the territory has changed hands over the years, from the Nords to the Cyrodiilics and even the Reachmen themselves. It's not clear who initially inhabited the Reach. It was possibly considered to be the Needs or the Aldmer. But it is said that the first race to invade the Reach was the earliest of the Atmoran people to settle in, Tam- in Tamriel, and those, of course, of the Nords. Now, during the earliest times of their history in the territory, the Reachmen were thought to be friendly with the Orcish neighbors and to have actually learned to use hedge magic from the orcs. Here's another little fun fact for you. An ancient tale of folklore from the Reach, called the Legend of Red Eagle, told the time of the Alessian Empire, where the Reach was ruled by ten separate societies of Reachmen, ruled by ten different kings. Now, these factions warred against each other quite frequently. Moving on, during the Second Era, the Reachmen found themselves growing in power, and they eventually founded a dynasty known as the Longhouse Emperors. A lot of speculation around the Longhouse Emperors and the upcoming content in Skyrim. Now, the Longhouse Emperors would eventually seize the Ruby Throne in Cyrodiil and rule the entirety of Cyrodiil for several decades during the Interregnum. You'll remember that the Interregnum is the period between the end of the Second Empire and the proclamation of the Third Empire, which was made by Tiber Septim himself. Now, back during the timeline of ESO, Second Era, Year 541, the first Longhouse Emperor by the name of Durkarak the Black Drake invades Hyrock. He also invades Bankerai, Evermore, and Halland's Stand, taking control of each region. Now, the continuing conquest between the Reachmen armies against the fortress of Wayrest without siege engines to power their play. So the Reachmen armies eventually abandoned the siege at Wayrest, and they moved on to take the new independent city-state of Camlorn. Now, this is where they were thwarted by King Emric's heavy dragoons king Hem- or king emric actually slain durkarok the black drake killed him 
by his own hand. So the Longhouse Emperor's dynasty would still continue to rule in Cyrodiil. However, until its leader, Leovic, which happened to be Durkrak's grandson, was overthrown by the Duke of Coral, Varen Aquilarius. Sound familiar? Leovic had legalized the worship of Daedra within the Empire, which angered many of its constituents. Now, after Leovic's defeat, the dynasty of the Longhouse Emperors finally ended. Now, not long after all that took place, the Soul Burst would occur in Tamriel, and that would be Second Era 543. The Reachmen, however, forged on, and many decided to become followers of Molag Ball. Now, they continued to launch little skirmishes against the Ebonheart Pact and the Daggerfall Covenant in the territories even as far-reaching as the Rift and Glenumbra. And of course, this is all stuff that you can play through in ESO right now. Here's another little fun fact for you. One Reachman, one Reachman clan, was so deep-seated in a bloody conflict with the Orcs over control of the Rothgar territories. They were known as the Winterborn. Now, they ended their conflict with the Orcs upon their leader's death, at Frostbeak Fortress in the second era, year 579. So the Reachmen would continue to forge ahead and they allied with whoever they found it convenient. However, they always maintained their independence from outside rule. They never truly took rule from anybody other than the Reachmen. Now, Late in the Second Era, they would ally with the Second Aldmeri Dominion and continue to fight against the Nords. This conflict was abruptly ended in Second Era, year 582, during the Battle of Old Proldon. The Nords had pushed the Reachmen into the ancient city, where they tried desperately to fortify their position. Now, the Imperials pushed on, with one particular general becoming a legend. You guys have heard it before. We've told this story. General Talos was said to have shouted down the gates of old Roldan with his breath. The Nord and Colovian armies followed his lead and retook the city with ease. Soon after, Imperial propaganda would brand the Reachmen as rebellious and lawless mongrels. So continuing on, early in the fourth era, the empire lacked the resources to control and maintain the outer provinces. A group of reachmen, led by Madnak, a king in rags, gained control of the reach and created their own independent kingdom in what would become known as the Forsworn Uprising. The reachmen attempted to rule with peace. Now this approach seemed to work and the Reachmen again began to gain the recognition from the Empire as a legitimate kingdom. However, the Nords wouldn't fully relent. In the fourth era, year, year 178, Skyrim accepted the assistance of a Nord militia led by Ulfric Stormcloak in hopes of regaining control of the Reach. This should sound very familiar for your Skyrim player. Now, the Nord militia successfully routed the Reachmen from the city of Markarth and regained the Reach. The Reachmen survivors fled into the wilds of the Reach and hence became known as the Forsworn. Now, that's where we're going to end this particular lore lesson because Skyrim 
has an incredible history. Now, I definitely want to credit my sources on this because not all of the speculation that the Reachmen are going to be part of the upcoming chapter in Elder Scrolls Online was my own thought. Trust me, a lot of this stuff is super cryptic. So through studying the teaser maps that we received, massive shout out to uh, UESP, the unofficial Elder Scrolls Online pages. They have a great episode of their podcast that you should go listen to. It's on Twitch. It's called The Dark Heart of Speculation. It is some outstanding Elder Scrolls lore minds talking about the inscriptions on these maps. Go listen or watch that show. It's very, very good. Uh, of course, the good old Daedric script key itself helped me encrypt some of the stuff. The Elder Scrolls Online Reddit. And then, of course, the Elder Scrolls Online community forums. Go to those sources. They're really, really good. And help, and help me get through a lot of the stuff this week. Because this was a really tough one to delve into. That, my friend, was really good. Buddy, that one took the entirety of a day. I know. Decrypting a lot of that stuff, researching and putting the show together or the lore lesson together on the Reachmen was, it was a tough one. I will say well, there's so much cryptic stuff, yeah. but it's all speculation at this point. Like we don't know truly what's going to be there, but very, very heavy focus on all that naturey stuff. And the Reachmen was the first thing, that's the first things to think about. Absolutely. I think you hit the nail on the head talking about all the naturey stuff. So anyway, this was a really, really good episode, particularly when it comes to speculation. And, you know, I think it's daydreaming when it talks about Dwemer, but really at the, at the end of the day, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head here. And then um, and the emails as well, you know, just really, really good conversations of things that, you know, we can look forward to. But um, yep. I think you should eat a soul gem. That's what I think you should do. I don't want to. <laughs> might make you smart it's true i don't i don't want to i don't want to digest a soldier that sounds awful anyway everyone thank you so much for listening this was the lord's diggers podcast and if you enjoyed this show well here's what you do head on over to itunes or wherever you listen to us and leave us a review we love to hear from you but uh every five star review on itunes that we get we give you some love here on the show and speaking of we have one here today and that is Sports Storm 66 from the USA. Says, been listening to this podcast since I saw a promo for it on the ESO homepage. Oh, that's cool. I was a new player at the time, so I learned a lot about the nuts and bolts of the game. Lately, real life has been encroaching on my game playing time, but I am still able to listen to this podcast on my work commute, which still keeps me in contact with the game and excited for when I can return to more game time. Keep up the good work. And I hope to see you in game soon. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much, Sportstorm. That was really cool. Yeah, agreed. You can, again, call us 765-382-6961. You can email us, loreseekerspodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget the newsletter. Be sure to sign up for it if you want to stay connected with Lore Seekers in your email inbox. Well, once a month, we'll be contacting um let's see what else we got here you can join the official lore seekers guild we got uh, a whole community 1300 plus strong of people that have been vetted they don't just get to join you got to go through an app process and you can too go to loreseekerspodcast.com forward slash guild download discord discord 
excuse me, join our Discord server, apply by typing slash apply in the apply to guild channel. I got a little something to say about why somebody would want to join the guild. Yeah, go ahead. So something popped up uh, recently that, that kind of reminded me how freaking cool our community can be. So our folks over at PCEU, they are doing their second lore tavern chat and it's live on PCEU server. This is our PCEU guild Sunday, the 12th of January at six o'clock GMT at one o'clock ET and at 10 o'clock Pacific time. They literally get together in a tavern in the game and they're talking lore. It's really cool. And I know they're talking speculation stuff coming up. So if you're part of our guild and you're PCEU, it doesn't even matter if you're PCEU or not, make a character on PCEU and get over there and just have fun with those guys talking lore, listening to their own lore lessons that they're, they're writing. It's really cool stuff. So like, that's just one reason I'm like, you know, our guild is so fun. Oh yeah. They're just such good people in our guild. So yep. Thank you guys for doing that. Go take a listen over there for that. There you go. Special thanks to Family Jewels and Sword Coast Soundscapes on YouTube for the intro and ambience. And you can find this show wherever podcasts are free. We don't charge for any of our content. Uh, Everything's free. Everything top to bottom. Tippity top, very bottom. Uh, For even more Lore Seekers content, go to loreseekerspodcast.com. And uh, Cash, where can they follow us? You can follow us on Twitter, Jibs at Jibs IRL. You can follow myself at LoreSeekerCash. Cash is with a K. But don't forget to follow the show. On Twitter, we are at LoreSeekersCast. Instagram at LoreSeekers. On YouTube at LoreSeekers. And on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash LoreSeekersPodcast. Friends, we hope you have a great week. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And let me tell you, we've got things planned for LoreSeekers we have not shared. We're not going to share until it's closer to time and let me tell you this is going to be the best year of lore seekers yet so stay tuned and we'll see you next week and we'll see you